Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome back to the Brain People podcast. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Katie Cruz. And we're talking about forgiveness. We started with resentment in our last episode, and now we're transitioning to forgiveness, the cure for resentment. And so we were talking a little bit about um, traumas that have happened to us and some of the myths that you know have we have with those things that have happened to us and how we can look at them differently. And so you were talking talking in the last one about forgiving and forgetting forgiving and forgetting that yeah. myth of forgiving and forgetting and you were talking a little bit about what the truth is about that yeah and so i think that's a, a good segue to to think about another misconception of is forgiving weakness mm-hmm. right cuz people say oh, okay you got to forget and you know and then we feel like we're vulnerable in that way yeah um but forgiving is not weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, I remember I had an explicit conversation with a veteran when I used to work at the VA, and it was mostly about, you know, coming to therapy, and and they're, like, trying to be all tough. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, if it was so easy, if it was really weakness, then why, why has it been so hard for you to do? Yeah. And so the same thing applies to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If it was a sign of weakness, then why is it so hard for us to do? That's a really good point. Yeah. And I even know for myself, I remember, you know, giving a talk once on forgiveness. And I always like to, after my talks or before my talks, like say a little prayer and say, God, is there anything that I need to learn from this? Mm-hmm. And God convicted me of like something that seemed small, but it was something that needed forgiveness. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is something hard for me because in my relationships or other things, it's always been easy. I have a type of personality that it's easy Mm -hmm. for me to forgive. But there was one thing that God convicted me of and I was like, wow, I've never struggled with forgiveness before. Mm -hmm. It's not a form of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength if you're able to overcome your own anger and resentment. Well, anything that you run away from versus face Mm -hmm. and work at is probably more weak than the thing that you're doing to face it. Yeah. And so to face it, that's what forgiveness is, is to face it. One, to acknowledge it. Mm. Two, to accept that, yes, this did happen. Because a lot of times my clients will even talk about, you know, I tried to tell somebody this happened and they didn't want to accept that it happened. It mm. happened because, and I think, for those people, they don't want to accept it because then they have to work at it. They have to do something. Mm. If it's a parent and their child's been hurt, well, now I'm going to have to stop everything I'm doing and make this the priority in my life Mm. versus if I just say, oh, no, honey, I don't think that happened to you. You're misunderstanding that. Well, I can keep going on as usual and I Mm. don't have to face it. And so that facing it is a sign of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Gandhi actually says, he's like, the weak can never forgive. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Yeah. And and I really love that because I think, you know, in the, the book Amish Grace, there was someone there that was, you know, witnessing, you know, these things taking place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is a miracle. Like yeah. what's happening, you know, in the mm-hmm. Amish being able to forgive, you know, both the shooter and the family and so forth it's a miracle that transpires because it's something, it's almost supernatural from a place of 
my own human flesh doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that's actually an attribute of the strength of, of the powerful, of those who are strong than of the weak. You know, I don't know if you're going to touch on this, but as you're saying that, I'm I'm thinking of, you know, the story of Corey Ten Boom and how mm. she reached out yeah. and took the hand of the officer who had perpetrated against her sister and forgave him. And she talked about how she didn't feel like forgiving. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but yeah. how we can forgive even when we don't have the feelings of forgiveness in our heart. Yes. Like um, it's an act versus I yeah. have to feel like it. You know, when your parents say, you know, hug your sister or something. Well, you obviously don't feel like it when you've had a fight, but mm-hmm. you do it and you can still hug even if you don't feel the love yet. But yeah. sometimes in the hug, then the love comes. Yeah, let's go there. It's one of yeah. the questions of like, well, what if I don't feel like forgiving? Mm-hmm. Or I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I think is so helpful to keep in mind is there is decisional forgiveness and mm-hmm. there's emotional forgiveness. Yeah. And when I share this with clients, it's so helpful for them, um, especially those who are like, you know, I, I want to, like mm-hmm. I know maybe cognitively that yeah. it's the right thing to do for me and for the other person. Um, but they're like, I just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And so decisional forgiveness is the commitment. Yeah. I am deciding to, you know, forgive this person. And then oftentimes the emotional forgiveness is a journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Now sometimes you also do need to commit every single day. Yeah. Um, and I love I think this is a good trait in in all people in healthy humans is to commit to something yeah. even if you it's don't true. have the feelings yet yeah. to it. Yeah, that's the cognitive distortion yeah. of emotional reasoning mm-hmm. of like, I don't feel like it, therefore I don't. Yeah. But when we know something that is like the power of the frontal lobe, when you mm-hmm. know something is right, right, you need to allow, you need to choose that and then allow for your heart to catch up. Yep. Right. And, you know, our, I, our heart, the heart is the child. The brain is the parent saying, honey, yeah. you need to eat your broccoli. I yeah. know you don't like it, but it's good for you. And the kid eats it, you know, unwilling, well, semi-willingly because <laughs> they're actually doing it, mm-hmm. but heart-wise unwillingly because they don't yeah. like the taste of it. But it does have a positive effect on them. And I like that example because— As a child matures, Mm -hmm. like I remember this as a child, like my parents would tell me something. I'm like, eh, you know. (laughs) And then as I got older, I was like, oh, that's why. I really like that. Yeah. Even I still don't like it. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, I understand now. Mm -hmm. And that can also be applied to God sharing the principle Mm -hmm. of forgiveness of like, hey, this is what you need. And, you know, our child's little selves are like, no. (laughs) And then we do it because it's right. Mm -hmm. Even though we, and we trust you know, our parents or we trust yeah. God to say, I know maybe this is somehow good for me. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you know, the, the effects of it on the yeah. of anger and resentment. But even if we don't know that quite yet, now, now we do, mm-hmm. is I trust him to know that he wants what's best for me yeah. and for the other person. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, along the journey, we start realizing, wow, this is actually good for me. This is good Mm -hmm. for the person as well. Wow, I'm not suffering so much anymore. Like that was a painful pill to swallow all those years or days, whatever, that I was holding on to that resentment. You know, and I I really love um, in the book, Amish Grace, it talks about like forgiveness stretches out over time. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to start off with the will to forgive, but the bitterness may re-enter your mind time and time again. And that's where you recommit 
and then the heart gets aligned with the mind. Right. So in that way, it almost sounds like resentment can be an addiction and we keep getting tempted with the addiction. Yeah, exactly. Even though cravings. I'm on the path to sobriety Good through point. forgiveness, I might be tempted to go back to the resentment and mm-hmm. I have to recommit to the forgiveness. And that doesn't mean I haven't forgiven already. It just means that I'm recommitting to it when I forget. Yeah. yeah. And I think it helps to also in that whenever we recommit to anything is remember the reasons why. Mm -hmm. So we can think back on the effects. And then one thing we haven't highlighted that I think, you know, for me when I learned this was really powerful is the effects not just on us, Mm -hmm. right? Because we say, oh, you know, as an individual, um, kind of individualistic culture. Very Western. Western Mm -hmm. thinking. Oh, I need to forgive so that I have peace. Mm -hmm. But one of the great effects, negative effects of forgiveness is we actually condemn people to that fate. Mm -hmm. So if you say, okay, you hurt me five years ago, Amanda, if I never forgive you, I'm basically saying you can never change. Yeah. And so I basically bound you to that incident five years ago. And for some people, Mm-hmm. They may actually never change because they they themselves feel yeah. condemned. And they say, well, what's the point? This mm-hmm. is who Katie thinks I am, so I'm never going to change. Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy exactly. because they start to believe what you've said. Yeah. And so when I realized that, I'm like, wow, that person who hurt me, I am punishing them mm-hmm. by condemning them to that when maybe if I extend grace, and this is mm-hmm. what God does towards us, maybe they will want to change. Yeah. And you know, the scary part of that too is that we're actually making a judgment. And that's mm-hmm. what the Bible means when it talks about judging others. It's not yeah. It's not looking at the fruit and going, hey, you're a thief because you stole. It's judging saying, the ba- behavior. It's saying you will eternally be a thief yeah. because you stole from me. Yeah. And you are condemned to that fate. You can never change. Nothing can ever happen mm-hmm. versus, whoa, I need to let that person have their time with God to work this out, but I'm going to give them the best opportunity to come out of this. This is why I love those videos, you know, I'm sure you've seen them too, of when people have been severely hurt by somebody, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's in a courtroom or something, Mm -hmm. where they say, I forgive you, because the judge gives them a chance to speak on behalf of the family or Mm -hmm. the community that's been hurt to the person. And you will watch that person go from being the hardest Mm -hmm. criminal to like breaking down, tears come out of their eyes, and you see something like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a dam has been broken, like literally Mm -hmm. broken, and they start falling apart, and they can't control themselves, and you Mm -hmm. think, wow, maybe that's conversion right there. Yeah, yeah. And it's taking the biggest weapon that Satan has, too. This Mm -hmm. is one of my motivations for Mm -hmm. forgiveness, if I have none other, although you've given us so many is that I don't want Satan to have me on his side. And I do not want to give him the the benefit. I don't want to give him the benefit Mm. of entertaining me with so much hatred Mm. that I will literally go down with him because I've done that. Yeah, And you highlighted a good point is we put ourselves in the place of judge Mm -hmm. instead of God. Yeah. And if you think about the place of a judge, you don't know all things. Mm -mm. So— we can judge that person did something wrong, right? Yeah. That's the thing that it's not okay what they did. Yeah. But a lack of forgiveness is judging them and saying that's who they are. Mm-hmm. They will never change. And we don't know their heart. Absolutely. And that's why God extends, you know, grace is unmerited, right? Mm-hmm. It's 
unconditional. It's like, here you go. It's a free gift. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is a gift. Yeah. To give the person the opportunity to have Mm -hmm. the option to choose a better life. Yeah. Which means they may never change, Mm -hmm. but they may. Yeah. And I want to be the person that gives them the freedom to, Mm -hmm. to change, to make that better choice. And then I tell my clients to... And just in case you say, well, I'm pretty sure they're not going to, which is a little bit of fortune telling, (laughs) is even if they don't, Mm -hmm. then we could be secure that this is where God's justice in the end will. And we see this in Psalm 73 where uh, David is so frustrated. He's like, I see the wicked prospering. Mm -hmm. And he says, until I go into the sanctuary and I saw their end. Yeah, It's like, oh, I understand that. And the Bible is very clear. God says, vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. So God will. This is not all about mercy. Yeah. We have mercy and grace in this life because we don't mm-hmm. know. We can't judge. But if that person never repents, mm-hmm. they will be judged. And we yeah. trust that judgment to God and not myself. I cannot judge. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You know, there's another thing, too, when you were talking about grace, because I love to define words sometimes because mm. we don't—even grace can be an un— um, undefined in so many people's minds and they think it's like cotton candy or something. Yeah. But one of the definitions of grace too is power. Mm-hmm. And so how can I be a weak person if I'm forgiving somebody? Because in that forgiveness is grace, which is power too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. Now, one thing that, um, so we need to touch on these two last mm-hmm. really important ones. And I wanted to save them for last is, is does forgiving mean I'm going to be hurt again, right? Mm-hmm. So we can say, okay, I, I realize the need to forgive and I want to extend the opportunity to the other person, mm-hmm. but does that mean that that makes me vulnerable yeah. to being hurt again? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love the the quote, and I think we've said in other podcasts, like, forgiveness is given, trust is earned. Yes. This is where, you know, do we have a podcast on boundaries? Yes, I believe we do. <laughs> if not, we have I to do one. I think there is one. No, I I know we've done one. Okay. I just they all get jumbled in my I know. mind. We talk about these topics all I know, the time. So, so you forget where you've talked about. If there about is, it. go to that one. But I think there is one. Forgiveness is sure. needed with boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, but I think that then goes along with also the the topic of does forgiveness require reconciliation. Yeah. And boundaries do involve consequences. Yeah, so if you true. have boundaries, if if you have a boundary with no consequences, it's not a boundary. Yep. And so with forgiveness, there can be consequences. I mean, you can forgive that person who's on the stand, but they're still going to be judged by the judge and have some mm-hmm. kind of, you know, restitution that they have to do or punishment that they have to experience. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you let carte blanche do the whatever they want to. Yeah. So, Katie, so then does forgiveness require reconciliation? So that's one of those questions that's like a yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people jump to a no. They're like, no, because, you know, you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to hurt yourself. Mm Because if you reconcile with somebody who's unsafe, then you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. The way that I like to answer that is yes. It requires reconciliation in this sense specifically. Well, I'll actually reword that. It's the goal is always reconciliation. Mm-hmm. The goal is always restoration. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the term reconcile, right? Reconciliation is it requires two parties. Yeah. So this doesn't mean that, okay, then I'm only going to 
reconcile. Like, I'm only going to offer if I've seen that they've they're repentant. Is mm-hmm. no, we offer it. Yeah, we say, oh, definitely, I want you know you to be a part of my life. Then the person's response is based off of their actions. Mm-hmm. If they have not changed, if they have, then they are rejecting reconciliation. And I yeah. think that's like almost it could seem like the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's a different mentality. Yeah. You may still say it's dependent on the person, but one is you're extending it, giving them the mm-hmm. opportunity. And I think that's why true forgiveness is fully saying, you know, as if like when the Bible says, you know, you turn the cheek, it's almost as if you already forgot that they slapped the other yeah. cheek. So you're really saying, I want that with you. Mm-hmm. But then they respond by their actions, not by their words. Yes. Because their words can say like, oh, yes, let's be in a relationship, but by their actions. Mm-hmm. And if their actions don't show it, then they are rejecting reconciliation. It's yeah. not you withholding reconciliation. And then you can say, I've done everything on my yeah. part mm-hmm. to bring reconciliation, but I can't force somebody's hand and make them do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. So reconciliation, to kind of just summarize, is the goal, mm-hmm. and we want to extend it to give it the, the person the opportunity to change, Yeah, but then they may reject it or accept it depending mm-hmm. on what they show. Yeah, and it might hurt that they reject it. Mm-hmm. It might feel like a re, you know, hurting of the same mm-hmm. situation that you've already gone through. But that's their part, yes. and that's their part to work out with God. Yeah, exactly. And you can turn that hurt to mm-hmm. a sense of peace and confidence. And you mm-hmm. say, God, I've done everything that I can. And you, you know, dust yeah. the feet, you know, what? You wipe the dust off your feet. And turn um, around. And turn around. And you mm-hmm. say, I tried everything. And then the hurt and the anger also turns to grief. It's sad that that person chooses that way. Well, and I think the grief comes, because as you were saying that, it reminded me of the story of Samuel where he goes back to God and says, God, they've rejected me. And God Mm. reminds him, no, Samuel, you're Mm. just the messenger. They've actually rejected me if they've rejected the message. And if somebody rejects you after you offer forgiveness, Mm. who are they ultimately rejecting? Because Mm. who's the author of forgiveness? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think this is related to the question of, or the concern, you know, I'll forgive them if, you know, mm-hmm. they ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think, so we touched on forgiveness, we touched on reconciliation, but one other thing that we need to touch on is pardon, mm-hmm. right? Is pardon is releasing someone from the consequences, Yeah. right? So whether they ask for forgiveness or not, we can still extend forgiveness, mm-hmm. but pardon is dependent on repentance. Yeah. And I, I love that distinguishment because if we just pile them all together, which we typically do, reconciliation, forgiveness, and pardon, then we don't forgive. Mm-hmm. And that's the initial step. Yeah, but it for- makes forgiveness too complicated. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it become, makes forgiveness too hard. Yeah. Because some people— right, can have forgiveness and reconciliation, but some people can only have forgiveness and so mm-hmm. forth. So forgiveness is, right, letting go of the resentment. Reconciliation is extending the opportunity to restore that relationship, but mm-hmm. it's dependent on the other person. And then pardon is releasing the consequences. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not always be in the position to release the consequences. Yeah. Sometimes we are like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm choosing if they are repentant, Mm-hmm. to release the consequences. Yeah. If they're not, then, you know, I mm-hmm. I can't release something they're not asking for yeah. forgiveness of. But sometimes only a person or institution of authority 
can yeah. actually relinquish the consequences. Because it's in the hands of them, too. It's like yeah. the government's involved or, a, you know, an organization is involved mm-hmm. now. And that's where those people or institutions or so forth, they're responsible to decide mm-hmm. whether or not it's beneficial to pardon. Yeah. So forgiveness is always beneficial, mm-hmm. right? But pardon, depending on the circumstance, may or may not be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, that also relates to what we were talking about before with God, right? God can only pardon Mm -hmm. if the person is repentant. Yeah. And then the justice system sometimes does, sometimes doesn't, and that's out of our hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to end um, with talking about the power of forgiveness. Yeah. And we see this in a lot of different stories. You mentioned Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. You could just kind of Google, you know, examples of forgiveness. There's so many videos so many. on restorative justice and that sort of thing out there too. Um, but I want to, you know, end with the story of Amish Grace, not mm-hmm. to spoil the whole book. Um, but the story is so beautiful. There was a shooting um, at an Amish school in 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know— we won't go into all the details, but basically this man, his daughter died when he was, when she was, I think only a few days or his baby. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Very early on. And he built up a lot of anger and resentment towards God. Yep. And so, and we see a negative effect of anger. Mm -hmm. He decided to take that out on God by Mm -hmm. taking. Hurting girls in the school. Yeah. The Amish school. He went there intentionally to molest them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. He went there to molest them. And then, you know, the turn of events happened where the police came and he got scared, he got spooked, and then he started shooting them. Mm. And five died, five survived. And, you know, any shooting really makes headlines. Yeah. And But quickly what happened is the headlines turned from the shooting to the astonishment. It was a nationwide astonishment mm-hmm. of how the Amish people responded to yeah. the shooting. So unlike what you would expect. What would you expect? People to get really angry, or the Amish to get really angry and to isolate themselves even more from the community. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be angry so out at the man, his mm-hmm. family, the outsiders, yeah. right? The the mm-hmm. people outside the Amish community because he was an outsider. Yeah. And that would lead to more and more um like racism and mm-hmm. you know, separation and yeah. isolation. And instead, so this man actually he kills himself on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. they go almost immediately to his family's home. Yeah, his wife and children's doorstep. And that, as we talked about earlier, of the power of forgiveness releases that person, right, Mm -hmm. to give them the opportunity to live a better life, is they could have been overcome with shame. Oh, yeah. Shame of— I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And instead, the Amish extended that grace to them Mm -hmm. in a way that allowed them to be free to live a life without shame. Yeah, you even see the wife confused. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, I, I don't understand this. Even to the point where not just going to the family, but at his own funeral, mm-hmm. they said that um, half or more than half of the attendees were actually Amish, Amish people. Yeah, like when that's I that's where you're gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I read this story, I was like, could I do that? I was mm-hmm. so moved to by their courage and bravery and. You know, I don't even know how, like, words can't even fully describe that act. um, That that, overcoming of sadness that they would be there. Yeah. For the sake of others. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness is a huge uh, component of 
you know, bringing the community together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, nationwide, people were astonished. How? And this whole book covers, like, you know, understanding what they're taught and their way of life mm -hmm. and, and so forth, that it's not just a, a thing that they did. It's a lifestyle that mm -hmm. they lived. And so when it happened, it just naturally, that when the event happened, it was just so natural for them to respond with grace. Yeah, it's a good reminder that a lot of the things that we do are learned behaviors versus, mm -hmm. wow, why does somebody else do it differently? Maybe they have a different yeah. understanding of forgiveness than I've been taught, and maybe it's worthwhile learning their version of forgiveness versus the one I've always thought was yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. And, you know, I just encourage people to read the book, but mm -hmm. I want to end with this quote from from the book that I think really emphasizes the power of forgiveness. Yeah. That when something was meant for wrong, mm -hmm. right? We could have focused on the shooting, but then we focused on the forgiveness. It says, Amish grace and the way it affected the world did not rob the tragedy of its horror, mm -hmm. nor did it eradicate the grief of those left behind. Still, it may have been answer an answer to Amish prayers that somehow, somewhere, some good would come out of this terrible event. Mm. And it's so beautiful because we can't stop the bad things from happening in this world. Yeah. And I think sometimes that anger is like, oh, justice, I want you know everything to be fair. We can't. Mm -mm. So instead of holding on to that anger, we can extend grace as a way to turn something terrible, mm -hmm. which Satan you know wanted to destroy us. Yeah. And God turns. God doesn't cause the pain. He doesn't you know as it says eradicate the mm -hmm. grief. It just helps us to decide to heal from a perspective of grace and focusing on the good instead of the bad. Yeah, and it's a greater sign of God's power too and, mm -hmm. and omnis omnipotence that when something like this happens that he can turn it into something mm -hmm. good. And it reminds me of the story. I didn't even think of this until, you know, you're just sharing that. You know, one of my favorite verses is Genesis 50 verse 20, where Joseph mm, is yeah, talking to his brothers and he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that God intended that that would happen, but he meant to turn it into mm -hmm. something that is good. And that's just a really good reminder to me all the time of like, no matter what happens, God can make something good out of it. Mm -hmm. And so forgiveness is a way of accepting God's influence in the situation to turn it into yeah. something good. And I think that's so encouraging for our listeners that mm -hmm. like whatever bad that they've gone through, which yeah. they have, and we will continue mm -hmm. to face. And we accept that it happened. We accept that it happened, but you say, I want to grow from that. Mm -hmm. I want myself, the person that hurt me, I want all of us to grow and to heal. And I don't want to be, you know, in bondage to what mm -hmm. happened. And I know that God has the power to turn this for good. And I think for me, when when I take this perspective— I then look at those experiences with excitement mm -hmm. instead of dread, right? It's like yeah. the verse that says, count it all joy. It's like, mm -hmm. I can actually count it joy when I realize that some way, somehow, mm -hmm. God will turn this to good. Yeah, and Jesus did that on our behalf too. He counted yeah. it joy to go to the cross for us. Yes. And so, you know, that was his sign, his extension of forgiveness for us. Yeah. Forgive them for they yeah. know not what they do. 
And so we can all have that gift because of that. So, mm-hmm. oh, this is such a good one. I yes. liked this one. Yes. Not that I don't like the other ones, but this <laughs> one's especially good. So, yes. Well, we will sign off with that and just remember that, you know, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself, but it's also a gift mm-hmm. you give those around you mm-hmm. and even a gift to the perpetrator that maybe they could change someday mm-hmm. too. And so we want to end with that thought and just thank God that he's offered us forgiveness in the first place that we can mm-hmm. even offer forgiveness to others. And so if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Amanda Anguish. I'm Dr. Katie Cruz. And you've been listening to The Brain Brain People People Podcast. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com.